Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Woodpad Reads. I'm Roxanne, here to bring you your daily dose of amazing books to get you through the week. And this week's review is of the book called Free Fall. It's written by Mary. Her um, Woodpad name is Hey It's Mary. It has 647 reads, 133 votes, 13 parts. So it is still ongoing. And I'm going to read you the summary. Audrey Olson, an introverted perfectionist, is used to having everything planned and playing by the rules. Ahead of her is what she thought would be a normal high school senior year. Just studying, reading, and staying away from drama as usual. However, what her perfect plan didn't consider was an unexpected turn of events named Cameron Alvarez, a troubled and cryptic boy returning to what couldn't feel lesser than home. Both hunted by their painful paths and bearing raging storms inside them, they can only overcome it all together. Yet, how dangerous that would be to step off the edge of the precipice and let nothing but the force of gravity interfere as you free fall. But as Audrey well knows, anything that falls sooner or later gets broken. Is that a risk she's willing to take? So that is the summary and it is amazing. I love it. It gives me an insight to what the book is going to be about. Um, also not giving away too much as all summaries should be. And some of the hashtags are American, coming of age, cooking, cute, dance, drama, early lover, friends, funny, heartbreak, high school, humor, relationship, romance. So I'm guessing the genre is young adult. Although it is set in high school. Yeah, um, yes, it's young adult. So I'm going to read the first chapter for you guys. Chapter 1, Calm. Storms they may come, but I'm here to stay. Bella Ferraro. Audrey. The tree branches swayed back and forth, rhythmically, their leaves rustling softly at the movement. The soothing smell of eucalyptus stroked my nostrils gently, and warm sunlight tickled my skin as I hung from a tree branch like a wild macaque, struggling to get the camera to focus. Are you quite done there? I heard my best friend Sydney complain as she lay sprawled on the grass in an overly dramatic attempt to imitate a Vogue model pose. Excuse me? Did you just complain? Who's the one hanging off a frickin' tree branch here? You see, the cons of having an amateur but aspiring-to-be professional photographer best friend are that when it came to taking a picture of her, the standards were at the same level as her own photography, which were sky high. And given my own poor photography skills, to say that I was struggling would be an understatement. I finally snapped the picture and jumped off the darned tree. Sydney disembodied herself from the casual posture and rose up to check them out. She would normally be taller than me, but today the thick platform of my sneakers made me seem almost about her height. She tilted her head sideways, carefully studying the images, some of her dark brown curls falling in the way of her black chocolate eyes. I heard her sigh. This could have meant two things. 
Either she was just tired of this photo shoot or genuinely satisfied with the photographs. I hope for the latter. All right, screw this photo shoot. Let's go. I snorted. Welp, reading mine certainly wasn't one of my hidden talents. So you don't like the picture? Not really. I gave her an offended look, intentionally exaggerated as we started walking. Oh no, but it has nothing to do with your photography skills. The angle was just perfect. It's just my face that ruins everything. Stop saying that. You know you're beautiful. She laughed at my attempt at lifting up her self-esteem. Sure thing, chicken wing, she said with a hint of sarcasm. I'm absolutely serious. Shh, she interrupted and stopped walking, eyes focused on something ahead of us. What is it? I whispered, confused as heck. Look, she said, pointing at something in front of us by the lake. I gasped when I finally spotted it. Just a few feet away from us and nearing the lake was a cute little fox cub. Its red fur glimmered in the sun gracefully. The tiny creature bent down for a drink. Aw, it's adorable, I squeaked. I had a thing for furry little animals. Well, who didn't? They always manage to make my heart melt. Let's come closer, Sydney whispered. We discreetly approached the foxy, trying not to make a sound until we were literally inches away. The foxy drank water nonchalantly, completely unaware of our presence. Foxy, foxy, I risked, reaching out and stroking its silky fur. My face expression must have been beyond control as the fox stayed still and Sydney gave me an unamused look. Give me this for a second. She reached for the camera, hanging off my neck, and quickly snapped some pictures of the animal. It didn't seem to mind. I didn't know there were foxes around here, Sydney said, while busy on her photo shoot. How are we going to call him? Is it a him or her? Sydney went silent for a second as she paused to think. Let's just give it a universal name. I chuckled. Yeah, good idea. Oh, I know, I know. Sydney exclaimed, startling our fox slightly. Swiper. She gave me the smuggest grin one could possibly give, apparently excessively proud of her idea. I was silent for a second, staring at Sydney blankly. Are you serious? Was all I could say. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, did you get it? Yes, Sid, I got it. It's from Dora the... Exactly! From Dora the Explorer. Am I not a genius? All I could do was continue staring blankly at her. What? You don't like it? Come on, it's dope. She got very emotional at this point. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. She began chanting like a toddler. I had to give in to a laugh. Okay, okay. Swiper it is then. I looked down at our little swiper. Just so you know, this wasn't my idea. I whispered to it. Sydney slapped me jokingly. Ouch, I winced. Hey, I want a photo with him. Him or her, you don't know that. Yeah, yeah. I took Swiper in my arms and tried my best at a casual pose. When Sydney showed me the pictures, I decided it was not bad for my unphotogenic self. You know what? Never mind. Let's leave the poor fox alone and go to Barry's already. I've been craving lemon bread ever since I woke up, I said, putting Swiper back on its feet. It made a cute purring sound and turned away from us. 
Barry's gluten-free bakery was our little secret heaven we occasionally escaped to. Don't get me wrong, Sydney and I were actually quite conscious of what we ate, but sometimes high school nerve-wracking overcame the limit of its bearability and we just needed a break. Yeah, you're right, but the pictures do look cute. I'll print and frame them for you. Knowing that that was great fun rather than work for Sydney, I didn't object. We stood up and started sauntering in the direction of the bakery. The midday sun shone brighter than ever, making me squint and hating myself for constantly forgetting my sunglasses at home. As we left the more isolated and wooded part of the park behind, the place became more crowded with each step. A light breeze stirred the leaves on the path. My eyes wandered about the area, settling on a couple sitting on a bench. They looked around our age. The girl was trying to hold her phone up to take a selfie, but the boy kept whispering something to her, making her guffaw. They looked happy. I couldn't help but feel a tinge of jealousy, and I hated myself for it. Firstly, because I should have been nothing but happy for the lucky pair. But most importantly, because I knew better. About 90% of the boys our age were players. The other 10%, well, they sure did hide very well. Maybe they all went into the romance section of the bookshop I worked in on weekends and were never coming out. Maybe the girl on the bench was the lucky one who got him, or maybe he was cheating on her right now. I sighed, annoyed at my own cynicism. You need to chill about it, girl. Sydney told me during one of those deep conversations we have had, not the whole male species is the same. The presence of bad doesn't mean the absence of good, remember? You know that. She was right, and I did know that. But how could I ever trust again when all I had from the past was evidence of why I shouldn't? We came to an intersection and Sydney spoke up at last, snapping me back into reality. Hey, before it's not too late, can we just pass by your house and leave my camera there? This thing is heavier than my school bag. Really? That's like 10 minutes of extra walking. Oh, you lazy A. Think of it as your booty workout, she said as she slapped my butt. She really did that. This girl. Hey, I protested, looking around the street nervously to make sure that no one had witnessed the scene. Sydney must have noticed my concern as she rolled her eyes at me. Honestly, you're so dramatic at times. Says you, I objected, knowing what a drama queen my best friend could get to be. But going back to that school bag you mentioned before, I trailed off, thinking what exactly I wanted to say about that. I can't believe we really are going to be seniors in three days, I said more to myself than anyone else. Yeah, me neither. It seemed to me that she was thinking the same thing I was. It feels like yesterday we were clueless middle schoolers hiding in the bathroom to skip Mr. Johnson's music class. Oh my gosh, you still remember that? I asked, laughing. Yeah, how could I forget him? That man made me put my lips around an old school flute. I practically made up with half the school. I laughed at her exaggeration. Thinking about it triggered a wave of nostalgia inside of me. Sydney and I met in the second year of middle school when her family moved here from Ohio. Back then, my school by far wasn't the only thing she was new to. I don't know exactly how our friendship happened, 
but we immediately got along with each other, and I helped her adapt to this town as much as I could. She settled in quickly, given her social, sh- sociable nature. Now, I could say she was even better adapted to it than me. I don't remember the exact moment when we became best friends. It just kind of happened. We agreed to go to the same high school, and throughout the whole of it, she was my main pillar of support. I can't imagine what I would have done without my curly-haired, crazy best friend. Even setting foot into the hallway of that hell my first day of freshman year alone, without a close friend by my side, would feel like a real nightmare to me. We climbed the front stairs of my house hurriedly. I fiddled with the key set and allowed it to jingle a little before picking the right key and opening my front door. I was instantly overwhelmed by the heavenly smell of chocolate and hot fudge sauce hanging in the house. Brownies. Sid and I exchanged glances and I moaned at the delightfulness. Was my mom back already? She told me she wouldn't be home until evening. We walked into the kitchen, nearing the aroma. Suddenly, out of nowhere, appeared a female figure. Hey, throwing her arms around me fiercely was my older sister. Haley, you're back, I exclaimed, startled. Wait, what are you doing here? Wow, I thought you'd be a little happier to see me, she joked. I mean, aren't you supposed to be on a trip to your professor's hometown or something like that? I know, dream professor, right? Was. His mother got very ill and he had to stay with her, so trip got canceled. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, but oh well. I decided since I've got a few more weeks before classes start to return and give you and mom a little surprise. Speaking of whom, where's she at? I walked towards the kitchen counter and dipped my finger in chocolate sauce. Out with a friend, I said, licking my finger. Haley spotted Sydney, who was watching this whole sister reunion from the entrance of the kitchen, unusually quietly. Hey, Australia. How are you? Long time no see. She gave her a warm hug. Oh, man, you're never going to stop calling me that, are you? Sid rolled her eyes slightly, but smiled. Nope, my sister said matter-of-factly. What's with all this brownies thing, Hales? Since when are you the baking type, I asked, curiously hopping onto the quartz countertop. Dunno, felt like making some, but don't worry. I'm not taking away your title as the chef of this house. I chuckled slightly at the chef part. I don't know what it was with my family, but praising my cooking... Sorry, I don't know what it was with my family about praising my cooking so much. Sure, I really like to cook and try out recipes just for the sake of it, but... What I produced was far from the Michelin quality like they claimed. I'm not saying I didn't like compliments. It's just that sometimes it sounded like flattery. And flattery has reminded me of a certain someone I didn't want to be reminded of. We were originally heading to Barry's, you know. Your lucky Sid insisted on passing by till you were camera. And by the way, my lemon bread craving hasn't been satisfied. More like postponed. I mumbled that last part of Sid. My, I mumbled that last part for Sid to hear and take a mental note. More like, you're lucky. I could have happily eaten these del- delicacies all by myself, Haley said, busy opening the oven and taking out the baking tray. The divine smell got even stronger, making me forget that lemon bread even existed. 
All right, you two, cut this up while I get the almond milk. She ordered in a bossy tone as she opened the fridge. Almond milk? Homemade? I asked, wide-eyed, sounding like a toddler who finally just got her favorite toy. Brownies, fresh almond milk, my big sister, my best friend, summer. It wasn't even that much, but I felt so oddly overjoyed. Yep, I even was mindful enough to put it in the fridge, so now it's nice and cold. Am I not the best sister? She talked as the silk-like creamy white liquid flowed smoothly into the three glasses. You certainly are, Haley, and not only because of the milk, I thought. I frowned when I noticed that she was placing the glasses and plates of brownies on a tray. Are we going somewhere? Duh, gazebo. You bewilder me, Odd. How can you even ask me that? I thought you loved eating there. Haley ignored Sid's and my laughter at a choice of vocabulary, or have you and mom canceled it already? No, definitely not. We still eat there. It's just laziness, I guess. My favorite thing about our house was the nice little gazebo in our backyard. It had a small round table surrounded by a soft bench, and to make it all even fancier, we had a hammock hanging from the mahogany roof. It gave off a homey vibe. I was sitting cross-legged on the bench, taking my first sip of Haley's self-made milk. It tastes peculiar, I said with a feeble frown. What have you added to it? Vanilla. Thought you'd recognize it, though, Haley answered, squinting her eyes playfully at me. She picked up a walnut in one of the brownies and started nibbling it. Oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. Sid exclaimed full mouth, apparently on her first bite. I know, right? I added, reaching for another piece from the big plate in the middle. Better than whatever lemon bread from berries, huh? Haley raised one eyebrow, giving me a questioning, questioning look. I answered her with a duh expression. And well, considering this is like a once-in-a-year thing, it would have been a sin not to have something homemade. We enjoyed the rest of Haley's chef's devoir in silence. I sat back and absorbed the silence. Sid was off-world, savoring the cakes thoroughly. Haley's mind also seemed to be absent as she sat leaning on the back of the bench and occasionally taking small sips for a vanilla almond from her glass. Her eyes looked gold as they glinted in the sun. I just realized, Haley broke the silence. This is the last Friday before school for you two. Thanks for reminding. Almost forgot, Sid grumbled. And senior year, too. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize. You two are getting big. Sid and I exchanged amused, amused glances. Sounds like you haven't checked on our age since kindergarten, Hales. You aren't that little as well, are you? Second year of law school, right? Sounds damn smart. I said, taking aback slightly. It wasn't until I actually said it out loud that it hit me how far my sister had come. More like terrifying. Her tone changed. This didn't sound like my confident big sis at all. Wait, actually? You're in law school? Wow. I didn't remember that. I couldn't tell if Sid was talking to herself at that point. Where? No, wait, don't tell me. I think I know. She started rubbing her temples as if physically shaking up her brain could do something to help her remember. Pennsylvania, right? She said, uncertain. Well, that brain shake trick sure worked on her. I would need to try it next time as I stuck in a test. 
Uh-huh. Penn Law, the Ivy League. She stressed as if announcing something important, but in a mocking tone, then sighed. You can't imagine how exhausting it is. Hey, you're almost there, remember? You've come so far already. Don't you dare lose heart now. I decided to soften my tone slightly, given that both Haley and Sid were looking at me as if I were a mad teacher telling them off. Okay, that was a bit corny, but what I meant is that you will be just fine. Not much convincing, but she still gave me a small smile. I took in the calmness of the weather, the blissful chirping of birds, and the warm, pleasant breeze added to the peaceful atmosphere of the day. I closed my eyes, trying to seize the last fleeting moments of summer. It was moments like these that made you wish you could freeze time and stay in them forever. I don't know where it came from, but I was feeling an odd sensation of tranquility. An unusual thought struck me that maybe, just maybe, this year would spare me from the drama and chaos for once, and I would actually have a nice senior year experience. Or maybe it was just the calm before the storm. That was chapter one of Free Fall. And right off the bat, I want to just say that the summary was amazing. I really liked it. Like I said before, I like when um, authors tell you what the story is generally about without giving away too much and, you know, without being too vague. So that is definitely something that readers appreciate and that I appreciated. The preface is so cute. Preface, preface. I know people say it differently, but I like saying preface. Um, The preface is so cute. I love the imagery the author uses. Um, Let me just read it to you real quick because it's too good to not read. So here it is. I hope you're not afraid of heights. Why so? Because we're going to fly. Because letting someone become a significant part of your life and giving them your trust is like stepping off a steep cliff. Maybe that's why they call it falling. It takes one movement, one decision, just one step and you're falling down into the abyss, into the unknown. The adrenaline, the exhilaration, the thrill, you're free, you're wild, on your way to land safely, to be caught or not. Because what if there's no one there to catch you? What if instead of landing safely, you'll get hurt, broken, shattered into a million microscopic fragments? A risk, yes, and a very dangerous one, especially when you've already been through that experience. And trust me, it was far from a good one. So that was the preface, and she also has some character aesthetics for the characters in the book and I just think authors that do this are amazing you guys are just a different breed (laughs) I don't think I could ever do not say I wouldn't want to try but it's like I feel like there's so much different things that, that I would want to put into my character aesthetics that it wouldn't just be something simple for one of them you know I'd want to have several pictures about 20 just for one character and that would be too much so to you authors that do this kudos to you you guys are amazing 
but yeah like i said that preface is adorable i love the imagery the author uses um and not only is it grammatically comprehensive it's hella vibey to me i don't know it just seems so deep and and I don't know, mysterious, and I love that. I love the vibe it was give, the vibes it was giving me. It's amazing. Um, the beginning of chapter one pulled me in right away. I could already tell it's going to be a very good book. And when you put in um, imagery and descriptive language, it's amazing. It really draws in the reader. It drew me in. So that's why I can honestly say that it helps. And it helps your book get more reads because how you start something or the first impression of something really goes a long way. You know, she was talking about the tree branches swaying back and forth rhythmically and, you know, the leaves rustling softly at the movement. Forgive me, guys. I'm a little tongue tied today for some reason. But yes, I just loved the imagery and the description that she used. Um, the chapter itself could have been a little shorter, um, with even reading the chapter for you guys, it took me almost 20 minutes and there's nothing necessarily wrong with the long chapter. I just think to start off like, you know, right away in the first chapter is a bit overwhelming. I don't know. Maybe other people like it. Maybe some don't, but for me it was overwhelming. It was a lot to read out loud and you know it's it was just so much um you don't want to jam pack all sorts of information into the beginning a super long chapter can turn away readers um if you have a lot of important things to like portray to readers and you want to get it in I suggest not making the chapter so long because I wouldn't I don't even know if I can fully you know relate to you um, key moments I felt were a part of chapter one. I do remember there's some kind of hinting towards her having a bad relationship with some male figure in her life. I'm going to assume that it was her dad because she hasn't spoken of him yet. So, but that could have much well been forgotten because it was a very long chapter. So we just need to be mindful of that. All of us, all of us author, authors and writers, we could be so much more mindful of how long we go on. And um, another thing with her writing or her diction, I love the way her the writer uses her words and she phrases it. The diction is really good, and I would definitely read this well to the end, but um, there are point in times where it was just too proper, I want to say. I feel like, or at least when one of the characters were speaking, and they spoke so well and proper. I mean, I guess some people do speak like that for real, but, you know, you can make it more chill, more laid back, more, you know, more real. You know, have a little... I don't know, broken sentences in there. Like, you know, what's up, dude? I'm good. You know, just to make it more um, realistic, at least when the characters are speaking, you know? And I'm definitely curious to see how the girls' friendship will play out. You know, they've been best friends since middle school, and they always had each other's back. So I'm just 
definitely looking forward to how um, senior year is going to be for them, the journey that they're going to go on, and then that guy, Cameron, I'm pretty sure his name was, how he's going to play in and tie into this all. So overall, I think this was a very good read. I will definitely read it in or read it to the end. Um, I suggest you guys go check this out because it is a very, very good read. And that is the end of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your support truly, truly does not go unappreciated. I love you guys so much. And for always um, responding and commenting and messaging, you guys mean the world to me. And I, this is going to be the last review of 2020. I'm so excited for what the new year will bring. I know 2020 was a bit hectic for a lot of people. A lot of people lost loved ones. And with the um, coronavirus came and just turned our world inside out, basically. But don't give up. Don't give up hope. Writers, you have a power to create an escape for people that can't physically move. I remember growing up reading books. I would just always be stuck in the pages for hours on end because I couldn't go anywhere. So reading a book was my passport to anywhere in the world. So you writers, you have a power to continue to create that, that escape for people and keep pushing on, keep striving. 2021 will be our year going to be amazing cannot wait to see what this year will bring and for the next episode i really really want you guys to tune in i'm going to review a book that i truly enjoy i know you guys will enjoy it as well so please be sure to stay tuned for the next episode and if you haven't already follow me on my social medias i'm on twitter what pad reads is officially on twitter at reads underscore whatpad i am definitely planning to share the books that i review on there so it can get even more publicity so if you are on twitter and you want me to follow you just um look me up at reads underscore whatpad and i'll definitely give you a follow hopefully you will follow me as well and you can pm me there or here leave me a voice message or on any of my social medias if you want me to review your book And I will definitely do that. And I'm also, this was a little surprise, but I'm also hoping to do some kind of a giveaway in 2021. It's going to be, well, I'm not going to say what it's going to be. I don't want to give out the surprise, but I'm definitely planning to do a giveaway. So stay tuned for that. Stick around for that. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Enjoy your day and happy New Year's, everybody. See you guys in 2021.